0: listening to the Derek Sante podcast, the show that brings you insightful conversations about everyday topics. We just aim to keep the discussion above the average. Our guests are the ones bringing the social proof to the conversation. Let's get into it. I'm your host, Derek Sante, and today I'm chilling with a good friend um, way back. So we're gonna, we're going to take a bit of a journey on on their path and where you know where they started from when I met them now this brother has been doing a lot of different things behind the scenes that I wasn't even aware of um but it was definitely a pleasure and an honor when I first connected with him and i think the connection was authentic was genuine and it hadn't wavered since that day and what i really appreciated about this gentleman is just his authenticity with the people that he connected with. You got a feeling that this is who this person was from day one. You didn't see anything about him changing who he was. You made it clear who he was, where he stood, what he represented. The beauty in this conversation today for me is how I kind of witnessed who he was as a musician, an artist, and transitioned into the business person that he is today. And that's the journey I kind of want to cover and and get a, a clearer picture as to where the changes happen, where the transitions happen for him. Please help me welcome good friend of mine, Andrew Infusino. Welcome. What's up, Steve? I'm
1: happy to be here, my
0: man. My goodness. It's funny. I've, I've been looking forward to this. So you've gone oh, hold through... Hold on, hold on, hold on. That was an <laughs> intro, bro. That was a real <laughs> intro. I've got the goosebumps, buddy. Listen, that's that's what I'm trying to get across because it's a lot. Like I, I truly have the utmost respect for you um, just that. because you are who you are. And well, sir, on, you've been true to that from day one. And that's really something that is rare, I find, in a lot of people, especially in our economy today. So I gotta well, give, I gotta give, I gotta, give, you I gotta cool, Go. Yeah, you know, I gotta give it, give it up when it's, when it's due. You know what I mean? And I think you're one of those people that definitely deserves to know uh, where you stand, at least in my world and whatnot. So I try to make sure I express that every opportunity I get. Thank you, bro. So this show, I usually open with a quote. I'm going to share the quote that I have for you today, and I want you to tell me what you get from that quote when you hear it. All right? Sure. Yeah. Awesome. So the quote I have for you is, there's no shortage of remarkable ideas. What's missing is the will to execute them by Seth Godin. Wow. Whose quote is that? Or is that is that an unknown? It's Seth Godin. Seth Godin. Yeah. Smart he, man. You, you got to look him up when you get a chance. He's got some really cool stuff that I think you'll definitely benefit from. But yeah, what comes okay. to your mind when you hear that?
1: What comes to my mind is, um, wow. Execution is, is crucial to the end result in, in, in my eyes. Um, you can, you can think, you can try to manifest, um, you can write down in your notebook or your journal, all your ideas. Um, if you don't do anything about it, they're just ideas in your journal. It's just the thought that you have. So, um, Execution, for me, is, is probably the most important part of, of, of an idea, of your imagination. Um, think about how many great ideas have never come to fruition uh, because of a lack of execution. Now, I understand there's people who can't execute it because of their means. Maybe they uh, don't have access to the resources to execute. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to start somewhere, and you have to use what you have, and you have to be resourceful. And that's kind of um, ties into execution. Like, you know, start small, start somewhere, but just make sure you start. That's it. That's it. Take the first step. Yeah, absolutely, bro. I like that. I really
0: like that quote. Yeah, man. I, 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 when I saw it, I was like, you know what? This would be perfect for you just because yeah, man. It, it's something that you definitely, um, you, t- you kind of took
1: it by the horns. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. That's, that's, uh, that That's, I think that, that, that should be. Uh, tattooed on every entrepreneur, uh, anybody who's ever tried to pave their own way, like that, should be cemented on their wall or like graffitied on their room in their office. Yeah. that that that's that's a heavy quote, man. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a big one. Yes, sir. Man. So
0: <clears throat> I want to go back. So you, you and I connected through the power of hip hop. Absolutely right. So I want to go back before that. Really trying to find out. What? How did that chapter begin for you? Getting into music to begin with.
1: Damn. Um, I'd say it was about 2008, before Instagram, like before yeah. um, the social media frenzy of of, of the music that it is today. But that's another podcast. Um, to, uh 2008, I was really big on like. Um, you know the, what was happening in music at the time mm-hmm. and you know i've been in, enamored with with hip-hop since i was a kid and uh i guess i was just wrapping the things in my phone and one of my buddies was like yo bro you need to go to a studio like enough is enough like you're actually you're, you're really good at that so whatever he brought me to a studio and we just i literally showed up there and like on my weekend job like, without construction clothes like i was like 30 and like the engineer stopped like halfway through what I was rapping, he stopped and he's like, bro, this is insane. Like, who the hell are you? Um, and then, I don't know, I guess it kind of gave me the confidence. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not bad. Like this is, I'm actually okay. If, if this person I've never worked with before, I've never done anything with think I just stop the session. Maybe I am okay. Right. So it, that one little song that we made, it was like a freestyle. It wasn't even like a song. Mm-hmm. Um, just cat- cat- catapulted into like a next song. And then it was, uh, let's make a mixtape. Wow. And this was like 2000, we're going into 2009. You got to remember I'm broke here bro. Like I have no right. money. I'm in university. I'm like, um, I'm stuck a truck. Like I, I don't have money. Right. Um, I, and, and I'm just like using all my, like my side end jobs to like pay for studio sessions. It was, a, it, was a, it was a challenging time in my life, mm-hmm. uh, to say the least. So, ends up we end up finishing this CD of like ten, twelve songs. Um, I, I, I'm like shit. We gotta have a party. Like we gotta like th- make a release party for this. Right. So whatever. I'm I'm a white Italian rapper. Like no one's taking me seriously in the music scene in Toronto at this point. Right. So I'm like. Uh, where am I going to have this party? No clubs are really giving me the opportunity. I say, screw it. I'm going to get the biggest club in the city, and I'm going to rent it out myself, my own money. I'm going to back it. All the money I had. It was like 20 grand. Wow. So screw it. I'm going to book this place out myself. I'm guaranteeing you that we're going to do 20,000 bucks. If if not, I'll, I'll lose it all. Right. That's me, like risk taker to the max. I'm, remember, I'm 21 years old when wow. I'm doing this. Um, and that's 20 grand, like... <laughs> That's I'm, I'm yeah. thirty four <laughs> now. That's 13 years. Like that, that was some paper, right? Yep. Yeah. Long story short is Fabulous has a concert the same night Ooh. that I'm doing the show just announced. I'm like, oh man, like I'm dead. Like no one's I'm done. Right. I kid you not. And like on everything. We sold the place out. Fabulous canceled the show. Um, they didn't even like they, they didn't even end up performing. I don't know what happened on their end, but like It was like all the stars had aligned. Like, it was like, Fab Pants, the concert got canceled. My show sells, I was like 800, 900 people. Wow. I'm a kid. So it's like, you know, I made my 20 grand back at the door. I made a bunch of money on the bar. I sold a shitload of CDs. Maybe I could, you know, do this. Like, maybe I could make this happen independently. Wow. And then I was just, too deep. I got. I fell in love with the business aspect of music. I fell in love with the the creative aspect of of uh, hip hop, and it, it it was just. It was. I fell in love. I was stuck. It was. It was me, and I was. I was glued into the game. From then on, it just was a uh, whirlwind
0: of music. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You just dumped too much on me right there.
1: I know. I know. <laughs> you asked for it, bro. <laughs> You asked for it. Man. That's how it started. Legit. That's how it started. My boy Fody brought me to a studio. I didn't know I could rap. It turned into a show, and and then it was just nonstop. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh-huh. So okay, you can ask Jay Business, but you know business, you can ask
0: him. Like he, he he That's exactly what happened. Wait, where did you find the know-how? First of all, how did you know? Okay, I'm gonna book this club. Uh, did you have anybody kind of helping you? Did you have a team at the point? At this point, my or- boys, my boys. That was it. When I
1: say I had community support, like I was like the poster boy for my neighborhood at that point. There, like you couldn't drive through a parking lot or a a street. My dad used to get stopped and be like, "Yo, you're in whose dad? Like, what's up?" man? I'd get my shake his hand. Like I was like, so I had the whole community came out. <sighs> One of my buddies, my boy Jules, like. Brought down like six buses, you know, with white school, the yellow school buses. Yeah. Brought down like six buses of people, like it was no joke. It was a, it was a full fledged community behind wow. uh, what that was, and I'm, I was blessed for that. Damn, yeah, man, it was uh it was exciting to say the least. It was definitely an exciting
0: time. How, how did, how did you guys manage to get the community behind you like that? Like, what was the promo like, or the word of mouth? Like, how did, you, how did that spread? Do you have no social
1: media, bro? I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I to this day it, it surprises me. I have no idea. I know I had a lot of good friends that were really just bringing me up to every. It was, remember, this is 2008, so this is a really exciting time for the Toronto hip hop scene. Right, like Drake is bubbling at this yes. point. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, Cardi kind of just faded out a little bit, like yeah. he was kind of done, and it was like Drake and Toronto starting to get some light. So. Um, what had happened was there was this website back in the day. It was called Hot New Hip Hop. Mm. And back in the day, like, you'd have to go and look for music. Right. It's not like now where it's so accessible. You, like, log through your Instagram and there's, like, new music, new this. You have to look. Right. So this website, Hot New Hip Hop, um, picked up one of my songs, and it was a remix to a Drake song. No way. And this is, like... 2009 yeah bro it got like 60,000 um downloads back then you could see how many downloads the song got it wasn't like streams it got like 60,000 downloads so it was like holy shit like this who is this kid i was getting hit up from like real rappers i had like 110 twitter followers like it was like i was i was nothing i was literally just talking about the leafs and the raptors on my on my twitter and then it was like yo this guy's put this song out Sixty thousand downloads, and it was just like, "What the hell's going on?" People started paying attention, and then I got to give it to my boys. My boys like took it over. Wow. If you, anybody asked how how the weather was, they were talking about my music. what Would you eat for dinner? No. screw that. We're talking about fuji Right. So I've got to give it up to them. They they really held it down for me. That's dope.
0: That's dope. And listen, everybody uh-huh. needs some 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 you know friends like that behind them, man. That's they put yeah. a battery
1: in your back and just said go. <laughs> no man. You don't want people gassing you. You don't want people gassing you for the for you know um if you're doing you want you want honest friends. If right. If you're doing something right and you're doing something well, you want friends who are like uh, gonna, you know, um they believe it. Support it, you, believe in you, yeah. exactly. But if you whack or doing something wrong, you kinda want friends that are gonna say, Hey bro, switch your style up or right. do something different. And that applies in, in any business that you're doing. Right. Wow. So who were some
0: of your um, hip hop influencers? Like, wh- which artists were you listening to that kind of made you feel like, you know what, this is this is cool. This art form is something that I can get into
1: and actually do it. Uh, I love the uh, okay. So, um, no bias at all. I'm a huge New York hip hop fan. Dope. So for me, it was like Biggie, Jay Z, Nas. Um, I love Cameron growing up. I love Jadakiss. I love Fab. Um I love the rhyming patterns. Like I'm real, I'm real technical. Mm-hmm. I, I like technical rap. I like syllable counting. Yeah. I like um like poetry, like soliloquies. I like I like the way that the cadence of these rappers. Whereas now, you know, you get that with some newer artists, but I, I enjoy the context of the rap as well. Like I enjoy the storytelling. I enjoy the, the imagery and the words. And, um, I found that a lot with, um, with the New York style rap. Right. I mean, you could bring it to nowadays and, you know, rap is, 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 global, but that's kind of the stuff I grew up on. Like I'd be driving in my beat up Jimmy blazer, listening to camera on purple haze, uh, like you know, that came out in 2001. I was still listening to that in 2008. Like, that, that was me. Like, a, I like that style of, of New York. But that, that's kind of what I... Yeah. That's kind of what I tried to emulate. I love that New York sound. I spent a lot of time out in New York during my music career. Um, I, I was just really big on that city and that sound. So talk to me about that. New York. The first time you
0: went out there, was it just you? Was it you and a few of your friends? Or oh, No,
1: what First was... time I went out in New York, it was after, I think, um, my boy Nass, actually, he was a big-time promoter. He booked me for, like, to headline Canadian Music Week. So I was, mm. like, I was gassed up. I'm, like, I see my name in light. Like, it was, like, a big rock band on Friday night, me on Saturday, and Wale on Sunday. I was, like, gassed. Wow! So I'm, like, I say to all my boys, I'm, like, yo, we're going to bang out this show, and then we're going out to New York. Like, we're, we're going to go out to Harlem. So I went with me, my buddy uh, Anton, uh, my boy Fody. We we like literally left the next night. We did the show, we packed up, we bounced, and man, it was a ride. Like we went to we went to 106 in Park. We linked up with like Kevin Hart, King Jones, um, and Waka Waka. These are like the guys who were big back then, right? You know what I mean? Right. And that was um, wait, that was your first time ride. out there. Part of me. That was your first time out there. That was my first time. That was my first time out in New York. Music related. Wow. Yeah, man. I, I, linked, I got to link up with you guys from Hot 97. Man, they gave me like VIP treatment when we were there. We were staying in some <clears throat> some area of uh, Spanish Harlem, like 175th and Broadway. I actually ended up making a track about it, but like they put us out in Spanish Harlem. But we were mad safe. Like everyone in the area knew who we were, and we were, like we were protected. It was very, uh, it was music related. We built a lot of connections um, in the interim. Man. So it was, it was fun, man. It was, it was an exciting time to be us. We had a lot of lights on us, a lot of shine on us. Right. Um, And it was exciting, bro. It was, it was a ride. Like that first New York trip
0: was a ride. Man. What other, what other cities were you um, able to
1: visit through music? Through music? uh, LA, Cincinnati, Jersey. Um, That's like the States wise. I never got up. I never, I never ended up getting any shows out in Europe. But, uh, man, I did, like, an Ontario tour. I went from Oshawa to, like, East Oshawa to West, uh, like, Niagara. And I was banging out, like, Oshawa would uh, be Bolton, Vaughn, wow. Ajax, Manson, Catherine. I was just made, like, a mini tour. And I, I literally did that myself. Like, I booked my own shows. Wow. It took me some time, but that's how deep I was into music at that point. There, I wasn't just um Writing rhymes and hitting studios, I was right. doing back end stuff. Wow! And then that in itself was kind of the thing that kind of turned me away from the the craft. Mm. So at the t- beginning, I fell in love with with the business aspect of music, and then towards the end, it was it was too much. It was too much for me to handle. Wow!
0: So, it's talk to me about that. When when did you start to say, okay, I'm gonna kind of filed for a divorce with with, with hip-hop as far
1: as oh, performing man. that's the ugly breakup basically um i was out in la i was with a couple of buddies uh shot some videos man we had some good exposure to like we were like getting picked up by like noisy and, and vice and it was, mm. it was it was it was it was good like networks were on us it was good but i made a cd i came home at this point it was like twenty fifteen twenty sixteen maybe, twenty fifteen um I saw you know the fabric changing in in music um, it wasn't about rapping at this point in time in, in music and in, in hip hop especially in rap. It was mm-hmm. more so about uh a hook and, right. a, and a and a beat like solo doll in my chain like, it, not that that's a bad song, but that's where it was in hip hop at the time. Mm. And it wasn't. I wasn't getting booked for shows anymore. I was getting booked for hosting. Oh. So yeah, I'd be booked every week. I was doing two or three hosting gigs a week. I was making great money doing hosting, but it wasn't about my music anymore. I'm on a microphone hyping up other people's songs. Right. Right. So I kind of got lost in the sauce of um, taking these hosting gigs and right. not focusing on because that, that was that's what was paying my bills. Right. Exactly. I wasn't making at that point there, I wasn't making the effort to focus on my music. what I should have done is I should have said no to all of this hosting stuff. Mm-hmm. No to all of this and just focus on my craft. Right. And you know, I was I got I got blinded by small money. I got blinded by a 400 five hundred dollar a night gig, which nowadays is like, what the hell was I doing? Right. But yeah, it just it became you fall out of love with the the craft because you have to focus too much on the business end and then how am I going to? How am I going to pay my mortgage this month? How am I going right. to afford my car? And that slowly just, you know, it was around that time where I was like, you know what, man, if this is really what I want to be. Do I want to chase a you know a paycheck? Right. Um, and then there's no longevity, and I'm thinking to myself too, like I've been in this for seven years, I haven't hit where I want to be. I'm doing well. I'm not doing bad, mm-hmm. but I'm not where I want to be. Sometimes, if you keep knocking on a door and that door doesn't open. It's not your door. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, that, that's kind of where I was. It's like, got this small money. I'm comfortable. I'm not where I want to be. I keep knocking at the door, but, you know, they peek, but they don't really let me in. So it's like, do I really want to be doing this? I'm doing this for like seven, eight years now. Do I really want to keep doing this? I'm still young. I can still, you know, chase other goals. Right. Um, Maybe I should reconsider what I'm doing. And so it, it sounds like it was more
0: about... One, um, you're maturing and then two, a new vision for yourself and your future came, came about. Oh, of course, man.
1: I mean, listen, at the end of the day, I'm I'm a firm believer that we all have goals, we all have dreams, we all have aspirations, but at the end of the day, it's like you, you need to, you need to build a future. You need to have uh, stability and security in your life and those that you involve in your life. So you almost, um almost forced at that point there to, to man. I don't want to say man up, but you got to make the right decisions for your future. And, and yeah, was it almost like a growth almost? Not that, not that rap or music, the music career isn't, isn't mature, mm-hmm. but it's where you want to be and where you want to position yourself in the music career. Um, that is the mature move. So for me, it was, I wasn't positioned where I wanted to be. So, you know, recalculate the vision, take a couple steps back, Um, let's recalibrate where I want to be in my life. And then what's the quickest or easiest uh, way for me to get to that point where I want to be.
0: I just, I, listen, I just want to say thank you for even allowing me the opportunity
1: to be a part of that chapter. Oh man, man. I mean, you listen, you, you definitely uh, assisted me in numerous ways. And I'm sure you saw how, um, um, how fun that that life was and you got to be part of it plenty of times and, oh, yeah. and you um you definitely I, you shot some crazy videos you did some crazy artwork you were definitely an integral part of um info I will give you that oh man I appreciate that I appreciate that oh, you know what?
0: I want to I want to segue. that's I'm glad you were able to you know and capture that for me in, in in a nice um compact way with the the music aspect of you but then obviously, a great segue would be where we're at now, where you you were able to you know manage that transition from okay the artist um the entrepreneur for the music side, and now you transitioned into something else but before we get to the business of today, I want to talk about the family mm-hmm. um How would you describe your family like what's what kind of support and the foundation that they've allowed? Um, you know, you to be able to develop into the man that you are today?
1: Wow. Um, I think I think family is, um, family is integral. Um, man, that's a really deep question. Family is as important as you want it to be. If you want to involve your family in, in every aspect of your life, they're going to give you the support uh, I would think no matter what my family, I mean, I'm blessed because my dad stuck around. My mom is healthy. My sister's, you know, married with kids. Like, God bless it. We're all good. And they've always, mm-hmm. we've always been so, um, so much like a crutch for each other.
2: Right.
1: Um, at the beginning of the entrepreneur life, and I'm sure many entrepreneurs will deal with this or, or have dealt with this. Your family's going to, they're not going to sway you from doing what you want to do, but they're going to question it more so because a lot of people don't understand it. Right. For me, at the beginning of my music career, my, my, parents, my parents were not born in this country. My parents were born in Italy and came here in their teens, but they came here with nothing. So for them, it was always like, go to work, and then when you come home, go back to work, like, right there's only one way to make money in this world and that's by going to work for somebody right um they didn't understand the the entrepreneur life until like they saw it firsthand right where they were like holy shit this is is actually doing something and then and then once they saw it it was very very supportive my family's always been supportive Mm. i'm blessed not everybody is uh you know has that luxury so I, i don't take it for granted Uh, Family is everything to me. They're tattooed, like all my whole family's tattooed on me. Like I love my family. Um, I'm I'm Italian, also. Like it's almost a a given. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We're very family oriented. Um, But like, um, yeah, man, family is crucial, bro. Crucial.
0: So, your mother. Mm -hmm. I know. When we get to the business side, I get to learn more about her drive and everything else. But just as a mom, how significant was she? And, and just, you know, you being able to have the ability to make the right decisions, critically thinking about s- situations that you put yourself in. And was she somebody that always came to mind as to, will she be proud of me if I do this or will I disappoint her? Was that something that you ever thought about when you're in s- certain situations?
1: It's a great question. I think uh, as a young man, um, those of us who are still lucky to have our moms or our moms are in our life, I think that we gravitate most towards our, our moms. I don't know if yeah. that's genetics or whatever it is. Uh, I, she's my role model. She's my also my business partner. She is, um, she's a very hardworking, determined woman, and she's always been on the f- forefront of my drive. So if I'm making a decision, you know, especially in my career now, which we'll get into after, but if I'm making a decision, I, I'm thinking, um, if I do make this decision, am I, am I going to please my parents or my mom? Am am I going to please my father? Is this, is this something that they'd be proud of to say that's my son or am I going to make a decision where they, you know, when I get home, they're going to look at me sideways and be like, you know, why'd you do that? You know, better. And they always gave me that. Like my parents always gave me the free will to make my decision. Mm. Um, Sometimes they agreed with them. Sometimes they didn't. Right. A lot of the time they didn't, but at the end of the day, it was up. It was up to me to prove them wrong if they didn't agree with my decision, and not negatively, not with like a negative connotation. It was, it was you know, prove them wrong the right way.
0: Right, right. No, but yeah, man, deep question. I like that. <laughs> no, nah, I'm thinking about it as you're talking, and I know she's important to you. Um, oh man, she's my mom, bro. She's, I know, I know. To
1: every little boy, man, like
0: every, every everything, every child, man, it's your yeah. mom, man. That's it. That's it. That's awesome. Now, the other family, which is the one that we get to choose, you know, our partners mm-hmm. that we invite into our homes and our, we build a relationship with, we get engaged and we get married. Mm-hmm. Now, who's that significant other in your life right now? My wife, man. When did you My get married? Is, yeah, I'm married. I got
1: married, man. I got married. Um, I got married last year around this time.
0: Right, And I thought yeah. I saw a post. Man. Yeah, yeah. So okay, a That's little bit funny, of bro. I know. That, that backstory. I want to go back a little bit. Just a little backstory bit. For her. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll give it to you straight, man. Tell me what do you want to know? How, how first of all, how did you guys meet? And how long were you together before last year happened? So you know me.
1: I'm very sly when it comes to the ladies. Yep. I try to, you know, I'm a big guy, but you know, I get down, you know? Yep. So I'm my boy, my boy Anton was having a um Super Bowl party. Mm. Um, he was he's a smart man. He was having a Super Bowl party with his fiance at the time and all her girlfriends. So it was like 10 girls and my boy Anton. So it was a snowy, it was Super Bowl, it was like February. He hits me up. I was living in my condo in like North York. He's like, Foo, come by, watch Super Bowl. You're going to enjoy yourself. So yeah, long story short, I showed up to this party. My My future wife was there. Mm. And uh she like offered me like fruit and stuff. I was talking about like how hard it is when you move out on your own, and right. you know how expensive fruit is and how expensive toilet paper is and cheese is. And I'm like, damn! Like I never, I, I at that point there, I was, I'd always lived at home. I'd never lived on my own. Right. So I was just talking to them, like, yo, this is this is the thing. And she's like, yo, you should take some fruit home. And I'm a big guy, so I was like, food. And this girl just offered me fruit and. I got to take your number down or something. So. <laughs> That's all it took. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm an easy, like, that was an easy sign. But wow. I'm not even going to boost. Like, the next day, I like slid in her DMs. Yeah. Like, standard weirdo, like, just slid head first into the DMs. And <laughs> yeah, man, I ended up falling in love with her. She's like, she's an awesome girl, bro. Man. Wow! Yeah, you know how it goes, man. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's awesome. So, how has she been on on just your evolution as a, a man that you are today? Like, as far as her support, being by your side. She, uh, man.
1: She, um, she holds it down like to the max. She, she's a nurse right now, mm-hmm. and so she's been dealing with the COVID and the hospitals, and right. she's the ultimate um, support system, like. In all aspects of the word but mm-hmm. she definitely um she holds it down my job is very very time consuming it's right. very stressful right it it, it it commands a lot of my time it commands a lot of my physical being as well there's a lot of things i can't be at because of my job right and she's always holding it down so like um man if i need food made if i need uh just a phone call uh, you know, just a checkup, like, you know, you okay, you need to talk. You need, my job is extremely stressful, so sometimes she sees it on my face. Hmm. She'll be like, you know, unwind, step away from the phone, step away from the computer, let's go talk, let's go for a walk. She actually got me into, like, we're going for a walk. So I would never go for a walk. Right. But, like, yo, know, she'll be like, let's go for a walk, and, you know, let's let's go walk the dog or something like that. Like, just get away, and sometimes just recalibrate. And, and she's, she's taught me that part of my, I'm always so high strung, man. I'm an entrepreneur. It's like I'm, I'm always a hundred miles an hour. Right, and, and that, for her, she's probably had a level low, and she's balancing you out. Oh man, and I need that, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm a yeah. very high-strung
0: person. Yeah, yeah, we need that. That's dope. That is awesome. Yes, sir. And I, I try and tell people that, like, how essential it is to have somebody who truly supports you. Um, oh yeah. And before they support you, they actually love you for the person that you are through and through, and. There's no, oh, no, 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 there's no strings, you know what I mean? And that's, the, that's the beauty in it. I can talk to you about what hurts, what doesn't hurt. Exactly. I can talk to you about what annoys me and we can fight and that's great. That's healthy. But then we can, oh, no. we can literally fix it because we're communicating, you know what I mean? And yeah. and that's why I think that's important to have somebody that's literally, you know, on this journey with you and you're on the journey with them on their journey. And so it's, that's... it's gotta work. It's gotta work, but it takes yes, work. No. You oh,
1: know. it does take work, bro. I'm not even gonna boost. It. Yeah. She'll probably listen back on this. <laughs> this is a full disclosure. When we scrap, man, we have it out. You have to. It's because it's passion. And it's That's like, it. you know, we, we, we try to bring out the best in each other. And That's it's it. like a WWF match in here
0: sometimes. That's but it. It, it it's out of love. That's it. You have to. You have to. Man, how do you, okay. So now I wanna kinda first of all, is there um you have a daughter or, or a, a son? No kids yet, man. No kids yet. No kids. Yeah, right now I just got
1: a dog, and that guy's already enough to deal with. We'll deal, we'll deal with the kids stuff after, but right now, no kids. Man. Does that does that excite you though? The thought of having kids? Oh yeah, mean, I want a kid. I want to have a. I need man. I I need somebody to play NBA 2K with, or right. like I need I need a little boy. I'd love a little girl. I have a little niece, and I love her to death. But I would love a little boy, a little girl, man. Spoil the hell out of them, man. and you know, just see a little mini me running around. Yeah, I would love that, man. I, I would absolutely
0: love that. By the way, just from my experience and the time that I spent around you, mm. I have to say that I think you'd make a great father. I appreciate that, bro. Nah, I really appreciate you, that. You know what it is? Because you have a pure heart and you're just like, you are You literally give. And I, I, I think I mean, every I second that. I've been around you, always been given to other people just giving 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 and i'm thinking well what about keeping something for yourself
1: but that's not (laughs) something that ever crossed your mind it seems no but you know what it is d and i appreciate that i was raised and this comes from my parents bro if you want to get i'm I'm, i live an extremely blessed lifestyle god thank god but i give a lot and that i'm a firm believer the only reason i live a blessed lifestyle is because of how generous i am I am extremely generous, but I don't do it out of the hopes of attaining anything or getting no. something from the world. But if you want to catch blessings, you need to give blessings. That's it. You need to be that person for somebody. And that's the only way you'll be rewarded. For me, that's how the universe works. You want to get, you want to catch and receive blessings, you need to give. Yeah. You need to be like that. And it doesn't even mean monetary. It doesn't mean gifts. It means like your time, your energy, your patience, just a conversation. That's just it. to check up on somebody, whatever it may be. Yeah. Make sure you, you're putting out that that positive energy and it will come back, bro. It comes but back. I'm, I'm literally living proof that it does come back. It,
0: it, it really does. It comes back tenfold because you're thinking, I'm just trying to help this person because they clearly need help or I want to do this. But you
1: don't realize how far that that help goes. Oh, man. Oh, man. And I've received help. Yeah, I've given help, man. I'm, I'm firm on that. So I, I, I appreciate you bringing that up, man. Straight up. Man, that's yeah. man. I think you'll be a great, great father. So I'm, 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 so, man.
0: I'm looking forward to that day when I see that yeah, I'll picture. Bring, I'll bring the kids by. And we'll, play, we'll play some basketball or something.
1: You know, we'll do something I mean? But not too much running around. You don't know want get down. Yeah.
0: Man, so how has the journey been transitioning from you know being the entrepreneur, young man, your early twenties, and now you've been influenced by your mom's business, which is in the real estate world. Mm-hmm. How long, first of all, how long has she been in the industry for? 25 years, man. Thank you for that because I want to make sure people understood
1: the lineage yeah. here. She's goaded. Like, she's a goat. She's right. like a real estate goat. Man, that's awesome. She's, uh, she's been in the game. All, I got, all my, a lot of my aunts are, are real realtors. Uh, I got like three or four cousins in real estate. Real estate's in my family. They were like bred into the real, the, the realtor business. Um, we've all grown up around it. Hmm. Uh, we've dealt with the highs of it and the lows of it. And uh, there's a lot of on entre- really re- being a realtor is an entrepreneur. Right? Of course, nobody, no one signs my checks. Right. I gotta go and get like I gotta make sure I eat next month. And it's all growing up as a young child. That's all I saw around me. Right. Half of literally half of my family, which had ended up in a big, massive family, uh, entrepreneurs. Every everybody. Chases their checks, so we're, we're I'm accustomed for that, right. and, and my mom was prime example for me.
0: So, how was that transition for you? Now, you decided I'm going to hang up my mics, um, and was it subconsciously planted over the years, just knowing that you're probably going to end up where your family, you know, history has has been, which is
1: in real estate, or uh, yeah, you know what it is, bro. I think I went to I went to Ryerson mm-hmm. University for urban planning. Okay. Which is like, you know, tied into land development. I've always loved um the idea of land development and then the socioeconomic impact it has. So I've always I've always loved that. Um but I think it must have been pre-planned in my in my journal and my it was written for me to end up in real estate. Mm. Um I, I it was seamless. The, the transition from you know hanging up a microphone to selling my first house was seamless. It was almost effortless. I, I I knew how to talk the talk. I knew how to walk the walk. I, 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 I sold CDs, which were words in my head to people and they didn't need that. So for me, it was like, I could sell you a house or I could find you the right um, property. Right. You need a house. You need a property. That's easy to sell. I come from a background of man. I sold you like, things that were in my iPhone notepad. Right. Like I, this is easy. So it was, it was, it was seamless. I knew the words, I knew the lingo. I knew, um, I knew what things meant. I, I, I wasn't, it wasn't intimidating for me. A lot of people, real estate is it's intimidating. Mm-hmm. You know, you're handling somebody's life savings. I grew up with people handling people's life savings. So it was me and man, it was, it was seamless. Where, where did
0: that confidence come from though? I mean, I can see it in, in music that you needed that, confidence to be able to, you know, speak and, and perform in front of strangers, but the confidence to now say, I was able to sell you my ideas, my words, and I can easily sell you something that you actually
1: need. Where- Bro, it's it, it's, it. I don't know where it comes from. I think I was just ingrained in my genetics of like, I literally, when I say I literally grew up in a household of, man, I remember like it would be like Christmas and you know, I'd have an aunt on the phone and my mom wouldn't be there because she'd be handling an offer. And it was like the next, you know, my cousin was, you know, you know, doing something on the computer. I grew up with this, right? This is all I, this is what I saw growing up. It's like a kid who grows up and and their, their parents own a mechanic shop, right? You grow up with cars. You're not scared of the noises of, of air pumps and compressors and, you know, grease. you're not scared of it. it right. you, you walk into uh, that, that environment and you're almost like the king of the jungle. That That's kind of how I felt nice. coming in. Not that I'm like some big shot realtor or anything like that, but I didn't feel intimidated at all. Right. There that's... was no fear. And, and I guess having, you know, mm-hmm. having confidence, it, it, you know, goes hand in hand with not being scared. Perfect.
0: Wow. That's awesome.
1: Now, I want to
0: talk, to you now, the agent. Yes, sir. So,
1: do so you, I to go all professional on, you know, or- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
0: you gotta, you gotta switch it now, yeah. I gotta switch Cold up switch. everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, do you have, like, key communities that you spend more time in with your clients that are new, like, your new clients that you meet, or, um, like, you, you know, some agents have pockets of neighborhoods that they kind of know will work with the client that they're working with you have such uh
1: a method I, I get what f- you're saying like a lot of a lot of agents what they do is they farm we call it farming oh, okay you'll farm you'll farm a neighborhood or you will like literally work or or brand yourself as a a realtor for a specific area oh i see i i necessarily don't try to do that mm-hmm. I i have an ontario license like most other realtors we can sell all across ontario right I like to focus my, um, my business on my client's business. So I'm not going to specifically target a certain area. If my client has goals or aspirations, um, that require being out in Windsor, Ontario, or require being out in Sudbury, I'm going to cater to what you want to do, what your goals are. And that's kind of how I, I handle my business. I'm not, I'm not trying to be like the biggest realtor in, um, in Vaughn. I'm not, I don't, I don't care to do that. Right. I, I care about making sure my clients and the people that entrust me with their livelihood, um, are taken care of mm. and their goals are being met. That, that's, that's
0: literally the foundation of my business. That makes sense. I mean, cause your clients are literally what's going to bring you your next business. Of course. So if they're not the least bit happy with you, or maybe if if you push them towards a neighborhood that they weren't thinking of, but because you thought it was great for them, they might not necessarily be happy in the long run because they're going to say, well, they didn't listen to me, but I ended up here and
1: I didn't want to be here. Yeah, no, I, 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 I tell all of my clients, you are in the driver's seat at all times. I am going to be in the passenger seat and I'm going to advise you. Hey, don't turn here or be careful turning here, right? You know, drive straight, but drive with caution, Hmm. you know, you know, pump the brakes. I'm going to advise you're driving the whole time. I'm going to be in the passenger seat. I'm going to navigate for you and I'm going to advise you, but you're always in the driver's seat. I I never want to be the one that's driving the vehicle. And there are a lot of people in my profession who like to drive the vehicle, Yeah. who like to you know, and that's why I I feel that realtors get a bad name. Mm-hmm. You hear like pushy agents, or right. um, you know, you hear that that uh, that stigma about us. There are a lot of people like that, and there are a lot of people who aren't like that. Right. And, and and the numbers don't lie. You 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 end up figuring out who who is like that and who isn't. You end up seeing it exactly. It's so I find this too. There, it's so accessible now. Now nowadays, you can the general public has so much access to information. Yeah. When it comes to the real estate industry like they can see sold prices they can see sold dates and yes. they, they can almost see as much as, as we can right we know how to navigate the stuff we know how to read it analyze it and then interpret it but a well-educated uh person is able to do that stuff as well right right and it's just accessible to them which is great it makes our job a lot easier when we deal with informed people yeah it makes our job so much easier
0: and, and then they can also understand your language, right? Oh, of course, man. It just it just helps in the whole process. A seamless transaction is the best transaction. That's it. Now, how would yeah. you describe the market today? It's tough, bro. For it's buyers, crazy. is it tough both ways, the buyers and sellers, or is it...
1: Uh, the sellers right now, man, they're they having it easy. The sellers kind of have it easy. Mm-hmm. You can... <laughs> I mean, obviously, I'm... I'm, I'm being very lax in saying this, but you yeah. can almost, you know, sell the house yourself. Like obviously I would never advise that, but right. you know, selling a, a home right now, if, if you're going to get paid more than the home is worth, the unfortunate part is whatever you do buy from the proceeds of that sale, you're going to overpay for, for whatever it is worth. Right. right. So yeah, it's a double it's sword. The, the pre- people who are impacted the most, are the people who don't own any property and, and are trying, trying to, get, to in. get into the market now because they, they, they don't have any leverage. They're not selling anything and they're not capitalizing on the, on the gain that we've seen. They're, they're just trying to jump into a market where it's so inflated. And I try to tell, man, I try to tell all my young, my younger friends or younger cousins, like, bro, save your money. Right. Stop. Like, I got 20 year old cousins because they're, I don't know if they're at the clubs nowadays because of COVID, but these guys are like leasing $800 cars and buying gold chains. And yeah, like, Bro, yeah. What are you doing, man? Yeah, yeah. So You spend 250 bucks at a club every week. If you times that by 50, if, at the end of the year, if you went to a club every weekend and you spent 250 bucks at the end of the year, that's like 15 grand. Yeah, easy. That, that, that's a five that's percent deposit yep. on, on a little condo that that you could go buy somewhere out, out east or out west.
2: Right.
1: Like like think about think about what you're doing. Yeah. You drink all this liquor on the weekend and, and you, you literally piss it out the next night. Like what are you doing? Right. But I can't I can't mate on them, bro. Cause you know what? I did that at twenty. Right. I just advised them. Remember they're in the driver's seat. I always tell everybody in the driver's seat. Yeah. And it's it's crazy.
0: Um so Let's assume that I'm a, I'm a new buyer. Like I'm a new... I'm, I'm searching for a property, okay? Yeah. Um, the family income in the house, let's say it's 100K
2: mm-hmm.
0: between myself
1: and my partner. Yeah. That doesn't get you anything now. Oh, yeah. nowadays, man. And, and, and that's the unfortunate. They've made it so difficult for people to purchase. And, and, when, and I, when I say day, I'm being very vague. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I follow I you. Thanks. The the, the banking system, the stress test, it it has become very difficult. So Even with $100,000, I I was reading something, B, correct me if I'm wrong. mm -hmm. The average Ontario wage is something like $50,000. Yep. So it would be safe to assume that um, uh, a couple Mm -hmm. would make $100,000 gross. Mm -hmm. You factor in 30% of it is probably tax. That's right. You factor in... Uh so you gotta have someone in that in that couple has to have a vehicle. Yep. Someone in that in that um you know, in that couple has vehicle insurance, they have life insurance or or benefits or something to pay for. The value of your dollar that you earn is it's already um shrunken down so heavy that yep. your buying powers your buying power is minimal as it is, and then your actual like money left over at the end of the month, it's it, it's just a very tough time for yeah. people right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and god bless if, if anybody ha- has a property right now consider yourself lucky yeah um it, it's just a very difficult time and i see it all the time i deal with a lot of first-time home buyers. right so sometimes what, I, I gotta advise them to, to sh- shift focus a little bit and so when you say shift focus what
0: are you saying to them is it okay you know what wait another year or two years and see
1: if you have a plan nah, i'm not big on i am not big on the waiting game i'm not big on the you will hold off and buy in a year, I'm more so going to persuade them to, if I know that client, you know, client A has X amount of dollars to spend
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, monthly. Right. They tell me, they go, I, I end up getting very intimate with my clients. We, we share a lot of information. If, if their goal originally is to, um, you know, buy a two bedroom condo in a certain area of the city, and, you know, live this type of, I try and, and I tell them, listen, it's not nice. going to be very hard for you. Uh, why don't you look at a one bedroom? Why don't you look at a one plus one? Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you, um, instead of two bathrooms, why don't, can you live with one bathroom? Can you do that? This? this might fit your lifestyle. Right. Or if you want to buy this place, let's buy it. But can you, can you live at home for a little bit longer? Right. I get a lot of those type clients, guys who guys are girls who live at home that want to, you know, invest in the market move out. I kind of tell them, you know, let's buy it now. Let's, let's maybe put a renter in there. Let's, oh. let's try to, you know, get you in the market where, where we are now. Let's put a renter in there. So you're not feeling that monthly $2,000 p- like payment. Right. Let's let somebody else pay the majority of it. Build yourself up some more money. And then when you're ready to move into it, you do what you have to do and you get yourself in your spot. So interesting. I, li- I like that idea.
0: Um, it makes sense to me. I I get it. Now, as a young person, I have an investment property that's actually working for me for my future. Yep. Right. So
1: and when you want to move into it, when you get to that point in your life. Right. You know, you meet you a you meet somebody, you want to move in, you you have something. It's there. That's it. So yeah.
0: the power in that, people don't recognize it. So when you when you share that advice with someone, and do you often find that they are receptive or is there a bit of a hesitation because go ahead. I, sorry, the reason why I asked that is because some people feel like I'm buying this home. I should live in it, but they don't realize they can minimize their expenses by having someone else live in it.
1: Oh no. Remember bro, you don't own your home. You own your mortgage. That's it. You don't own until that mortgage says zero. You don't own the home. That's right. Like there's, There's a really good chance that all of us, most of us, me, you, probably my neighbors that Mm -hmm. I'm, we're not in our forever homes. No. We're not going to end up, I'm not going to die in this house. Right. Don't have so much emotional attachment to the brick and the wall and the paint. The home is, is the home is the home. You're going to, you're going to, it's what you do in your house. So whether you are living with your family or I have clients, their eyes open up. They do not even thought about that idea of like, Hey, maybe I should buy something. Maybe I should just put a renter in there. Uh, You know, I might have a client who's 21 years old that thinks that like, Hey, I need to buy a condo and move out. Right. You don't need to move out at 21. Unless you need to move out at 21 years old. You don't, you don't need to. Why don't you buy a condo, um, put a renter in there. And then when you meet somebody or you're financially stable enough to move out and afford the groceries, afford, afford the house insurance. Right. um, You know, be able to go to Walmart and buy the, the toilet paper, paper towels, cleaning products. People don't understand it. People just are, are so far gone when it comes to uh, moving out isn't a joke. Whether you're with a family or you're, with, you're by yourself, it's, it's expensive. It's, it's a monthly cost. It's not just my mortgage and my maintenance <laughs> in a condo. Bro, yeah. There's insurance. Yep. Then there's life. Yep. Rogers, heat, hydro, yep. groceries, uh, <laughs> car payment, car insurance, cell phone. It, it, it's a whole nother there's a whole nother, a column of payments. Right. So sometimes some clients get it. Some clients are like, you know what? That's actually smart. Let me buy this place. Let me chill out for a little bit longer, stock some bread. And then when I'm ready, um, I'll jump into i uh, I'll jump into it. Some clients are very much like, you know, you're right. You know, if I buy this place, I want to move into it. I want to enjoy the, the benefit of it. Right. You know, and like I said, I don't, I'm not in the driver's seat. I never try to dissuade people. I only offer advice. I only offer suggestions because I've seen it firsthand. I've lived it. Um, and, and I just offer my advice, bro.
0: Man. So, listen, we're, we're close to the end, but I have a small segment. I have to jump into this one here. It's called um, Thinking Out Loud. Good. Now, I'm going to ask you the most random question and you got to pick without Thank overthinking you, it. <laughs> I love this. Stuff. Thank, you, <laughs> Thank you. All right. So, here it goes. Shoot. Would you rather buy 10 things you don't need every time you go shopping or always forget the one thing you need from that store?
1: Wow. I'd probably rather buy 10 things I don't really need. Like, that's me. That's me, man. I'll be honest with you, D, right now, I am, like, obsessed with um with basketball cards. That's crazy. I love, but ba- my wife thinks I'm five years old, bro. I come home, I'm, like, a kid, bro. I'm, like, buying basketball cards and these, like, binders, and, bro, I'm, like, do I need this stuff? It's probably wow. not, but, like, that's me. I'm gl- I live, glut- like, I'm a gluttony type of guy, bro. I love it all. But yeah, man that's that's a really that's a really messed up. Point. Did you think of that question, or you write that, that online? Don't <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a tough question. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so the first See, half, honestly, the first half I got I got from online, and then the second okay. half, I'm like you know, what? let me let me throw this in because it wow. happens to me all the time. I forget the okay. one item I needed. It. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like
1: that. I like that. I like that. I like that. Oh man. Okay. (laughs) I appreciate you taking
0: part in that one there. Um, so I was looking at your, your page online with Remax, right. Mm. And, um, I noticed it mentioned that the, the areas that you specialize in, you got the condos and, and a few other things. And I noticed investments, Mm -hmm. what opportunities, if you can share, if you can, um, like what are some of the uh, potential investment opportunities that you are able to offer to investors that are looking for such opportunities?
1: I'm literally working on three of them right now. When I say right now, I meant before this. This we pick up this phone call. Wow. This is, this, I, I tell all my investor clients the same thing. There's two types of investing in real estate. Mm-hmm. There's cash flow positive investing mm-hmm. where you're making money every month or there's appreciation investing. Where you're buying something, you're, you're prospecting an area, you think there's going to be a lot of development, there's evidence that there's going to be development, right. and you're going to purchase something usually from a builder pre-construction, and you're going to hope that this thing gains value. Right. So one thing that I can offer, I'll give you a quick example of both. Okay. A, an area like Windsor, Ontario. Hmm. Uh, schools there, University of Windsor, Yeah. housing there is extremely cheap. But rental rates are extremely high. Mm. So you could buy a home in Windsor mm-hmm. uh, for 280000 Wow. Which, you know, if you put down 20%, it's $56,000. Right. If you put down 10%, it's $28,000, however you want to, you know, cut your pie. Right. Uh, you know, you'd have a mortgage of about $200,000, which would be about 1000 bucks a month. But you could rent that place out for, uh, you know, twenty one, twenty two hundred. Mm-hmm. So your your expenses are a thousand for your mortgage, maybe two hundred and fifty for property tax. So you're, right. at $1, $100 for so you're at twelve fifty, a hundred bucks for insurance. You're at thirteen fifty, mm. and you're getting twenty one, twenty two hundred dollars a month. Right. So that that you know, initial investment of fifty six thousand is now paying you nine hundred bucks in uh, a month. Right. In profit, there is no investment at the bank, at any financial institution that will pay you that percent. that right. 900 bucks on $56,000, uh, nobody will offer you that. No, you can't get that anywhere other than real estate. Right. So that would be a cash flow positive investment. And I tell that to a lot of people entering the game. People that, you know, they don't have, you don't need a lot of money to enter the real estate game. You just got to play, you know, play at your own risk. You play at your level. If you're somebody who has, you know, a smaller, smaller down payment, there's ways that we can make it happen. And you could still be positive at the end of
0: the month. That's pretty, that's pretty dope. And I I like that you, you shared that because it takes us right back to the beginning of this conversation with the quote, which is executing, taking that first step. Right. And I think people are afraid of taking that step because they feel like it's it's a mysterious process of getting into the industry uh, or in the game, but it's it's not. It's really about saying, "This is what I want to do." I may not know how to do it, but I have somebody like Andrew. Fine, he says, "Take a step." I'm taking a step. Yeah, facts, bro.
1: Remember, bro, it's it's completely okay to ask for help. That's the I think thing. We in, yeah, we live in this like um, this time. Well, I think it's starting to to, to dissolve now, but like. We have so much ego where it's almost like, "Yo, I shouldn't ask anybody for help. I need to do this on my own." I need, to... bro. It's completely okay to ask for help and to ask for guidance. That's it. That's like, it. And and if you need if you if you need to start or to execute, and by if you need to ask for help in order to execute, bro, well, go ask for some help, man. Yeah, yeah. Now, what motivates
0: you to work so hard in this industry now? <laughs>
1: Uh, my mortgage. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yep. And the future um, kids. Yep. <laughs> yeah, man. No, you know what, man? Um, what motivates me is, bro. I'm an entrepreneur at heart. Yeah. So for me, it's the thrill of executing and knowing that I did something. Not only do I enjoy seeing my clients flourish, but I get a sense. I get a rush when I like. You know, when I do something. If I close a deal, and I know that. Everybody's happy. If I know my client's super happy and I know that the seller or the buyer is super happy, obviously I'm happy. I'm getting paid, but it's just a rush. It's that little, it's that rush. And I chase that rush.
2: Right.
1: I chase that feeling of that little success. It's like, ah, I did this. You know what I mean? I yeah. made this happen. Um. I, you know, I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a boss. I don't have anything. I have I had to work with my mom. She's my mentor, but it's it's different than like having a task at your regular nine to five job. Yeah. This is this is a completely different um feeling and you can only capture it if you're in the business. You that's you know yeah. you know what it's like, bro? If you own a small business, let's say you sell soap, yeah, and you make a sale, it's that little like happy dance that yes. you do, it's like shit, yes. man. I just did this. Like that's you know strange. what I mean? Yeah. God, that's what motivates me that rush that feeling nice
0: now yeah, man. If, if money was no object mm. what would you do all day
1: if money was no object what would I do all day yeah what? I would travel bro dope I would travel man dope. dope I would get out of get out of this area bro and just travel man. See I, I love seeing the world I love culture Man, I would, I would, I would travel. Oh, and now
0: as your friend, I want to know how, mm. would how would you want to be remembered when it's all said and done?
1: Um, it's a good question, bro. Yeah. I, I would want to be remembered as somebody who impacted, um, impacted people's lives. I don't, I don't want to, um, I don't want to live every day and like take it for granted. Like anytime I have the opportunity to um, have a positive impact on somebody's life, I, that's how I want to be remembered. Like, yo, I remember food. That guy held it down for me or that guy helped me or uh, that guy offered me something, um, helped me grow. You know, yeah. um, that's where I come from and in, in everything I kind of do, like that, that's kind of my animal. I like to, um, I like to impact people's lives positively. So, when i can you yeah, know that's
0: it that's it that's it man it's, it's it's great when you can say it's about other people and not about you you yeah, know what i mean and that's really what it's supposed to be about that's what it should be about yeah man. serving others and that's that's the goal um what is the most recent book you've read now, this is a selfish question because what I'm doing is I'm creating my own little library. So I usually ask my <laughs> guests. <laughs> let's just, let's be honest about
1: that. <laughs> I read, bro. You know what? You know what, i I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I don't read a lot of books. I, I subscribe to this thing called The Athletic. I'm a sports junkie. Go for it. So I, I subscribe to this thing called The Athletic. Mm-hmm. And they're very, very in-depth um, sports articles. I, I subscribe, I pay monthly for it. So that's my contribution to the authors of the world. Um, that's kind of what I read when it comes to um, to reading. Like uh, I, I used to dive into uh, self-help books or mm-hmm. spiritually guided books. Yeah. Um, I haven't, with but I haven't had the time. Yeah. I think the, the, the last one I, I, I read was The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. There you go. And, and that one might have been three, four years ago. That book kind of changed my life. I'm not even in a boost. Yeah, um, that was a very impact, impactful book. But recently, I'm stuck on this athletic thing. That's it. That's your yeah. new. That's your new fix. That's good. That's my thing, bro. I love sports, bro. That's it. I
0: love sports. Man, before we wrap things up, <clears throat> um, is there a message or um, some sort of statement that you can leave our listeners with that will guide them on their journeys?
1: impact people give blessings to people be there for be there for people and don't be scared to give and you will be rewarded it might not be the day after it might not be the week after but the universe has a way of balancing itself out so don't be scared to positively impact people Um, help as many people as you can and it will come back to you. It's just the way the world works, bro. Dope. Now,
0: before I let you go, um, for everybody that's that's tuned into this episode, I just want you to know that he is an agent, a real estate agent. He is extremely resourceful. He's good at what he does. Just check out his page. You can check out all the accolades that he's he's um, you know, earned in in a very short window that he's been doing this. And I think some people are born to do things and some people you know, work at it, and I think for you it came naturally. You know, because it's really about people, and I think you're already good with people. So don't forget to reach out. But before I let Andrew go, I want him to actually tell you what's the best way to get a hold of him um, for all the uh, real estate advice and and resources that he may have available to you, uh, and just advice, like you know, just yeah, don't be afraid uh, to ask.
1: He threw it out uh, there for absolutely. you. Yeah, I'm completely open to answering any questions no strings attached. You just want some real estate advice. You can, um, you can, you know, if you have Instagram, it's at Andrew sells homes. Um, you can hit me up on there. That's probably the easiest way you can go on Facebook or you could just type my name into Google. There's going to be a bunch of ways to, to contact me, but I'm always on my Andrew sells homes page. Um, and it's, any if anybody needs advice, you just want to talk real estate, you just have a question about something, hit me up. I'm always available. Um, yeah, man. And I'm always open to chop it up, man. Perfect. So um, I'll make sure I leave that
0: information and in the link in the description. Uh, the only way you'll get that, folks, if you're listening, is to actually have Podbean on your uh, device that you're using to listen. Uh, and that's where you'll see the comment section and so that you can actually get a hold of uh, Andrew. So make sure you subscribe that you can get all the details in the, the episodes. Again, Andrew, I want to thank you for oh, blessing you, me with okay. this, this conversation. I really appreciate it. I think the information and the conversation in itself and your journey is going to be extremely beneficial for somebody else that tunes in. I'm just honored to say I, I, I know you. Um, And I'm excited to see where it goes. And I'm going to put this out in the universe that you and I are definitely going to do some business in the very near future. So let's go, man. Let's go whenever you need to go. And thank you for having me, bro. It's a pleasure. I appreciate it. So without further ado, until next time, love, peace and happiness.